Hello, dear friend. Hello, distant DNA relative. Welcome. How are you? It's been a minute. Friend, just in case you're new, welcome. Please, I just jumped right in. Please, we're so happy to have you. I'm so happy to have you. This is Life and Faith Chats. Just in case you're wondering where in the world did I click on or what am I doing? Welcome. We use the Bible, the number one best-selling book in the world, to study biblical lessons by, um, through the lives of characters who are in the Bible. We study their lives to find the lessons, the do's and the don'ts, because we know that God left them in for a reason so that it can inform our life choices. So that's what we're doing today. We're doing a faith chat. And I said all of that just for you, just in case you're new, because I want you to stick around to be blessed, to be enlightened. And my friend, if you're not new, you know how much I am so grateful to you. So let me say it again. Thank you. Welcome back. Okay. Just in case you're wondering, I've chosen based on your responses and analytics to upload bi-weekly. That way I'm not overwhelming you, even though it's all good stuff. You can go back and check all of the episodes. Please do because as I'm sharing, I'm also learning and I hope they're encouraging you and enlightening you and informing you as well. So you can check. They will usually be on Friday or Saturday so that you have time during the weekend to listen and enjoy it at your leisure. You know, when I'm doing special guests is more than one episode. And just so you know, when I do that, then that's when I will do the uploads weekly because I don't want you waiting too long. But when I do fake chats, they will be bi-weekly, okay? Please remember to subscribe. If you've already done so, thank you. I leave my thumbs up so that you can remember to like, touch the notification bell because that lets you know when a new video has been uploaded. And when you subscribe, it also lets you know when a new upload has come so that you don't miss any. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for watching, even if you haven't subscribed. And I appreciate you, of course, for subscribing. You can watch me on the YouTube channel and you know that is called A Place for Joy, the number four. And you can listen on any podcast platform as you're dry. Well, as you're driving, you're listening, walking, or walking about your house doing your favorite thing. I'm not going to say it's housework. So thank you again. Let's get started with today. And what we're doing today is, I know you haven't forgotten. We're doing our lessons from Rahab because I shared six lessons and the series was seven lessons learned from Rahab the prostitute. So let's see, let me let you put on your thinking hat. Let's see if you remember what those lessons were. 
Help me out. Help me out, please. Our first lesson was discernment. Let me see if I remember it in order without cheating. We had discernment, guarding the doors of your heart, I think was lesson two. If I mess up, tell me about it. <laughs> Number three was choice. We have been given the gift to choose God. And it's a choice, free will. And then we had ABC. We had three lessons together. Uh, some people wanted to know, well, what did that have to do with the Jackson 5? Well, I was trying. They sang ABC. So we had access. We have access by and through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Rahab had boldness to ask for what she wanted when she realized that it was based on covenant. And then C, we had covenant with the Father. We have access to him and he's given us a covenant through his blood. Okay. And so now today we come to end the series with number seven. What is the F word in the Bible that the Lord says without, we can't please him? We're going to examine how Rahab's fear went from fear, F word, to faith, to please God, to the point of where it delivered not only her, but delivered her entire family. You ready? Got your drink? Let's get started. Our chat today is about Rahab, the prostitute. I want us to just talk. That's what a chat is about. And um, I've been pondering, never stopped, but I've been pondering what did this woman do? Let's think about it for a minute. A lot of times, I'm not going to say you, I'm going to say me. I'm very guilty of just glazing over things that have been left in the Bible. Reading it fast, listening. I do a lot of listening through the Bible app. Um, just letting the, it run and play and to, to listen, to listen to something different rather than the constant barrage of what's coming in through so many other sources. Um, if we think about Rahab as an ordinary woman like us, who made some bad choices like us, we can relate. We don't know her circumstances. We don't know why she did it. Bible doesn't explain. Sin is sin, no matter how you get to it. We are all guilty. Hands up, can put them up higher. I know you can too, because we're friends, we're just talking. We are here to find out what she did to get her life completely turned around and to have a new hope and a new future. And not only for herself, but for her family. So that comes back to us. What did Rahab do to get God's attention? This woman was able to get the attention of God. Granted, she was talking to men. 
who she may have been quite comfortable talking with because of her profession. Okay? We call her Rahab the prostitute. But Rahab recognized or discerned these men as men of God. Rahab wasn't playing around with them. She respected who they were connected to. That's godly wisdom. She also knew, she discerned. She even respected the king's people when they came. As she put her life, she risked her life. She, she did a risky thing where she lied, let's just say it, to the king's men. They were also represented and connected to a higher power. She lied to them to protect these men for a reason, for an eternal purpose. It wasn't just a goodbye moment. When Rahab did this, she changed the entire trajectory of her life and that of her family. I, I can't say that enough because how much do we want to change and secure our future and the lives of those closest to us. She started with her father, her mother, she called her siblings. She didn't have children at that time because she ended up in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. I think you have to check that out for me. I believe she was the grandmother of Boaz, who was the husband of Ruth. And then you can go on down with the genealogy. Check it out. Correct me. Should have looked into that more before I said it. How did she get from being a prostitute to being a great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus? What did this woman do? And why did God leave her story in the Bible? Yes, she helped the spies. That could have been left there. And just that she helped the spies. But then there's more. And Rahab ends up in the Bible, in Hebrews 11, in the Heroes of Faith chapter. She's in there. And she's also in James, Jesus' brother. She's in the book after he talks about Abraham, talking about faith without works. So Rahab pleased God. She pleased God. How did she go from prostitute to hero of faith? That's the kind of discussion I want us to have. What did this woman do that was different? So I decided that I would take notes and that I would share them with you today because I want you to Take the time not to glaze over scriptures or lessons because they're in there for a reason. So Rahab believed God. How do we know that Rahab believed God? Let's go to Joshua 2.10, okay? So we're going to go to Joshua 2.10. I'm using my digital device because I want to... Um, to use different versions of scripture. Well, I don't mean to say that. Please forgive me. Different versions, um, not of the scripture, but different translations when it comes to that in terms of us understanding. I'm using the New Living Translation. 
In Joshua 2, the spies have come to Rahab. I'm going to start from verse 8. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. F word, fear. We're all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. So these people were not just pretending they were fearful. They knew that something was about to happen because they had heard about this God. For we have heard, that's verse 10, how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. We could stop right there. How many times do we stop, take the scripture serious enough and the God behind the scripture and meditate on it? Friend, that is my prayer, to take God seriously and to stop ignoring him. We are very good at ignoring God. Let me let that sink in. And we're very good about just playing around. But in terms of our heart attitude, we can't stand it when people ignore us, ignore, especially those closest to us. It hurts us. We are made in God's image. So that means we hurt God, especially since God is love. He is the essence of love. Love demands a response. You're getting into where I am at this point. And because love demands a response, when we ignore or are ignored by someone that we love or we show love to, it hurts deeply. We've got to stop ignoring God. Guess who Joy's talking to? Herself. Join me as I go deep into this. How was Rahab different from those men and the other people who feared? The Bible tells us that the devil fears and he trembles. It does not mean that he obeys him. It means that he knows who he is. It means that he has a head knowledge. So there's something about knowing to translate from head knowledge to heart knowledge. These people knew. So let's go back. They said, Rahab said, we have heard same boat as us. She didn't say we saw. She said we heard how God made a dry path for you through the Red Sea. That's enough to say, Dad, who is this God who can make a dry, not a path, a dry path? First thing, he can make a path through the sea. That in itself is like, Dad, but then he can make it dry. He got thousands of people to walk on dry ground 
walking through the sea. Who is he? Their response was fear. If we sit long enough to just think about that, how should we respond to this God? Should it just be up here and then we just like, okay, okay. Because Pharaoh saw them walking on dry ground. We're going to talk about him at another point. We're going to visit Pharaoh. You got to come back. Pharaoh saw them and he decided, I'm going to go through. Don't we do things like that? Isn't that some bold, holy foolishness? What is that? But we do it. We see the acts of God and then we ignore it. But Rahab didn't. Rahab said, we heard that he made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and to Og, two Amorite kings. In other words, we know y'all couldn't have done it but because of your God. And she said, our hearts have melted in fear. But then Rahab took another step. She said, for the Lord your God, this is where her fear changed to belief, is the supreme God in the heavens above. I'm pointing to my ceilings, but you get the picture, the ceiling above me. And on the earth where you and I, my friends, sit below. He is supreme. And she said, based on this, swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I helped you. Give me a token. Give me a guarantee. Because I know these other people know by their minds. But I know that I know that I know that you all are going to conquer Jericho. And when you do, let me live. Let me live along with my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all of their families. Let us live. This God who is God, when she crossed over, she believed that he's your God, he can be my God. He's good to y'all, he can be good to me. And he alone can deliver us from this impending and sure disaster. I choose, I choose to believe that God can not only help me, he can deliver me and he can give to me and my family new life. And based on this, I am going to help y'all so y'all can help me. Faith without works, the Bible tells us is dead. That's in James, in Hebrews, this woman is mentioned. She's mentioned in the Old Testament and the New Testament because of her belief from head knowledge, heart knowledge to her acts of faith. She, there was a risk involved and she did it. Like Abraham giving up his son, believing God could raise a dead person. And he did. Jesus. And Rahab believed God can deliver me from this death and give me new life. And she said, please do this and guarantee my safety. Friend, 
we could read it more in terms of time, but you can read Joshua and you can continue. The story doesn't end in two. They told her to hang a scarlet cord out of her window that when they came back, as long as everyone was in the house, because if they were in the streets, if they were not in lockdown where they told her, they were not responsible. I said that on purpose. Quarantine. They said, I'm not telling you to lock yourself up in your house right now. I'm just telling you this lockdown thing isn't new. But being locked down under the covenant of Jesus Christ. They said under the blood, under the covenant, once you all are there, because Rahab's house was in the wall. They said, when we come back, we will remember. They told Joshua. Joshua reminded them, you've got to get her and her family of covenant because God keeps his word. She believed. It went from head knowledge to heart knowledge to action. Rahab changed the trajectory of her life by using two F words, fear, faith to believing God, to God leaving it as an example in his word. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hebrews 11, New, NL, New Living Translation. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Rahab was no longer prostitute because of her faith. Great, 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 great grandmother of our Lord and Savior because of her works, her choice. And the Bible goes on, but I want to go to where it mentions Rahab. And we're going to read that together. We're not going to end without reading Rahab. So that's Verse 31, it was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God. They knew, but they didn't obey. What was it they were supposed to do? What is it that we're supposed to do in response to God? Rather than ignoring what we know, what is it that we're supposed to do? We're supposed to believe him and then act on what we believe. So we go back to 31. For she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. How much more do I need to say? That is literally the question after that. And you know what? The, the king had asked her to bring them out. And it is it's inferred right there that even though he knew who they were, Basically, he wasn't trying to, to make a choice to choose to believe God. It is basically telling us we can know something, but how do we respond to it? And that was the difference with Rahab. So coming back here, I'm coming back. I'm now in James and now I'm in James um, 2. And in James 2, it says this, verse 23. And so it happened just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God 
and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right by what, I'm sorry, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. In verse 25, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. My friend, we come back to the word because if we leave and you haven't gained something, then I'm just beating the air with my words. Rahab the prostitute thought of seven lessons for us to use, but we end with a pivotal lesson that can change not only our lives, but the lives of our family as well. The Bible says without faith is impossible. I'm holding the Bible backwards, <laughs> upside down too. Uh, we won't go there. Um, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible also tells us that God has given to every man a measure of faith. And the Bible tells us even if it's as small as a mustard seed, which is pretty tiny, you can look it up, that we can use it to please God. We can even ask him to increase our faith. And when we have that to believe who he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, we must search the scriptures for him, that he rewards us for doing that because God doesn't like to be ignored. That we can pray to move our belief from head to heart. And once it's there, we can ask him to help us because he's good like that. It doesn't matter our past. He can help us to change our circumstances, conditions that are impossible because they were going to be destroyed. It was set. But this woman chose to believe the acts of God. Remember things he's done? Take it seriously and then ask him, God, please help me too to believe you. You can be my father, my deliverer too. You can help me in every circumstance. You can help my children. You can help my marriage. You can help my health. You can help my finances. More than that, you can help me to become a child and a servant of yours and help me not to ignore you. Not to ignore your warnings, not to ignore your word. Help me to be in a covenant relationship with you. Help me to enjoy the access you've given me, to be bold about asking you. Help me to discern. Help me to choose you as my God. Dear friend, longer lesson, but it's worth it because we choose. God, and we choose to put our faith in him. Thank you for joining me for Life and Faith Chats. Thank you for walking this walk with me. Be sure to come back. Next podcast is two weeks from now, bi-weekly, and I look forward to seeing you. Share it with a friend. I hope this was a blessing for you, and um, thank you. Peace.